Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Hey, hey, man whores, fan whores, and fans of the doors. This is Billy Presida, and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Hi, hi, and hello to all the newcomers, and welcome back to everyone returning. I am your host, comedian Billy Presida. This is the show where every week I chat with women I've hooked up with about sex, dating, sexuality, gender, love. However, uh, this week's guest is not one of my past sexual encounters, uh, and I'll tell you more about him later on. Uh, But first, I want to just pimp out a show, guys. April 23rd, I will be telling a story over at Bear. Bear is a Jefferson sex storytelling show here in New York City at Sidewalk NYC. It's over on Avenue A. I believe it's a $10 cover, and I will be telling some sort of a sex- story of a sexual misadventure. So that should be a fun time, April 23rd. Come on out. And let me know that you're there, too. Like, don't just come and then not say hi. Say hi. Give me a hug. I love meeting you guys and girls and everyone else in between on the gender spectrum. Um, speaking of gender spectrum, much to do, uh, recently, uh, Indiana, that Indiana religious freedom protection act thingy, that's got people upset, uh, saying, oh, it's a right to discriminate as a business. And yeah. And then, and then governor Pence came out and said, we're going to add a little provision to say, you can't, this is not to be used as the excuse to discriminate, which, uh, a lot of people are all like, yeah, we won. And it's like, no, you didn't. All Governor Pence said is that uh, you can, when, a, when a business does legally discriminate against um, gays or transgender people in Indiana, um, you can discriminate. You just can't cite this particular law as the reason why. Uh, you can still just say, I didn't want to. Because that's what people don't understand. It's still legal to discriminate in Indiana. You're still totally allowed to. It's insane. I mean, in, and why is that? Because uh, sexual orientation and gender identity are not protected classes in in civil rights law. In the federal civil rights laws, um, they're not. It's not a protected class like sex or race or nationality or religion uh, religious beliefs. Those are all protected. Being gay is not in uh, 29 states in this country. It's legal to discriminate. You can just say, I don't want to serve that faggot. You can say that. Totally legal. And in 32 of the states, uh, it's it's legal also to uh, discriminate based on gender identity. Not protecting transgender people or gender queer folk. See, I listen, I'm saying be outraged, people. But be outraged for the right reasons. Be educated when you do it. Uh, I looked this shit up. I'm always trying to teach myself some new things. I got a friend at the ACLU trying to get her to be like, listen, hey, can you explain this to me? I just find it insane that, listen, we are finally up to the lovely tally, uh, incomplete tally, but lovely tally of 37 states recognize same-sex marriages now in this country. And that's amazing. It's so much further than we were four years ago. But in in more than half the states, including states that recognize those marriages, you can still discriminate against them. Uh, and that's just shitty. So, I mean, yeah, there was this uproar and then we won. But no, because I, th- I forget who some writer, I think at Salon or Slate or something, you know, they wrote a I think she wrote a piece 
just explaining that like, hey, it's not like really a victory. And now she jokes around with her other gay friends. Like she said, uh, we can now get old discriminated against now. Great. So uh, that's going on. And it, like I'm saying, just I, I encourage people to read more than just Twitter headlines. Okay. Uh, so Stephanie wrote in this week. Hey, Billy. <clears throat> I know you're not exactly in the business of giving advice, but I'm hoping you might have some experience with an issue I'm having. I'm a 25-year-old sexually adventurous woman, but I come from a more conservative area where a lot of sex is considered taboo. In most of my relationships, I've found myself wanting a little more kink in the bedroom. I've never had any problems bringing this up to my partners, and I'm usually comfortable introducing the subject. However... In my past, I have always been the one to coax my partners into any non-vanilla sex. Which, by the way, everybody, uh, editors know, we need to figure out what to call it. We, don't, we, we shouldn't call it non-vanilla. There needs to be another flavor for the non-vanilla sex. How about Rocky Road? I'm proposing Rocky Road sex. Oh, man, she's vanilla. Or, hey, man, she was crazy. She was really Rocky Road. Anyways, I'm, I, I digress. Back to Stephanie. Uh, they, her, her partners, they've been hesitant and we've always moved very slowly, but things have always worked out. My problem is that I've just started seeing someone new and right from the start, he has been very forward and unabashedly open about his own sexual tastes. Everything he has wanted has been exactly what I've spent years asking men to do. I haven't had to ask or even open the discussion of what I want in the bedroom because he somehow reads my mind and gives it to me. But now that I'm getting what I want, I'm finding myself to be less into it than I usually would be. I find myself overthinking it in the ways I used to tell my partners not to, and it's ruining what should be my ideal sexual experience. How do I deal with getting exactly what I want without feeling intimidated? Why is this throwing me so far off my game? Is this a case of be careful what you wish for? I hope that wasn't too convoluted for you to understand. I'd love your insight. I love the podcast. Please keep them coming. XOXO. Uh, Stephanie. I mean, sadly, I, I, you know, I emailed you this so I could get some more information. I did not because I don't think I have all the info I need here to uh, adequately help you out. Because there are many. Here's the thing. With this one, there are many factors that can contribute to this issue. Because um, one, this kind of sounds like an example of like the dog chasing the fire truck because the uh, he has no idea what to do once he catches the fire truck. He's like, ah, I got it. Uh, now what? But uh, so there, there are various things I think contribute here. So one is, what is this mysterious kink of yours? Like, what, what's so, what's this outlandish thing you're into? I mean, is it some light BDSM? Is it something way more taboo? Is it water sports? Because depending what it is, how ta- how taboo it, it is seen, how mainstream it is, kind of could be a factor here. Other thing I need to know is, uh, when you normally convince guys to do this, do you eventually lose interest? Like, um, do you get bored, uh, still with the other guys once they do it because, uh, or, or you super into it because, you know, part of what that is, that could be two things. One of it's, um, you enjoy the chase. You enjoy the seduction element, which is great. I, I totally understand that. Uh, sometimes when I meet someone from the internet, I don't want to meet up with them just to fuck or fool around. Sometimes part of it is I want this elaborate planning out. It's part of, it's part of the for, it's part of the foreplay. 
kind of, you know? So so maybe you're really into the seduction part of it, and that's what's missed. The difference between these guys once they're into your kink and this other guy is that you don't get that seduction element with him. You don't get to be in the driver's seat. Uh, because even if even if this is a kink where you are the sub, uh, you, you want to be submissive to a guy, like in some sort of BDSM way, even if it's that, part of you might just enjoy the aggression of seduce, being controlled, being aggressive, being aggressive, being aggressive. And then once you get them, you turn and you flip and you switch to being submissive once you reach the bedroom. So maybe that's part of it for you. Or if you're getting bored with the guys once um, you seduce them into this, then yeah, maybe this is a case of be careful what you wish for. Um, so, so it could be that. But again, I don't, I don't know that information. The other thing I would have to know is, are you interested? Are you not, um, do you lose interest? Are you losing interest with this guy? Um, or are you just overthinking? Because you bring up overthinking. And, and, and the thing is, I don't know what you're overthinking. You don't, you don't say. Um, because you could be over... If it's overthinking versus boredom, you might be overthinking... I, I understand that. I sometimes overthink the motivation. What's the desire here? Uh, do they want to be doing that? Like anytime I get um, like some girl is sucking my dick uh, and she's gagging on my cock during the blowjob, I'm thinking like, okay, is she doing this because this is how she likes to give blowjobs? Or is she doing this because she thinks that's what I want because she saw it in a porno? Because if it's the latter, I want to be like, honey, don't hurt yourself. Neither of us dig this right now. You know, um, I, I want to know why someone's doing that. I want to know be- it's because that's what they like to do. So maybe part of you is overthinking like, oh, my God, why is he doing this? Is this because he thinks I want to? And in that case, does he want to do it? Or is he just appeasing me because I don't want him to be doing something that he doesn't enjoy? Is he liking this? Like, is this like you could be overthinking? Is this his kink or does he just think this is what you want and he's doing it for you? You don't say, I don't, I don't know what you're thinking or what you're overthinking. But so if it's overthinking versus boredom, then, you know, I mean, that could be a factor. So I don't have it with little, no information. I'd I'd really only be speculating why you're overthinking or why you're intimidated or whatever this problem is here, because it's all a lot of vague language. Your your words are a little scattered and they splinter off because there's a lot of dilemmas here. There's a lot of stuff going on in this email. Uh, I don't have all the information. So why do I even bring it up is because there are a lot of points here that I I think are good as their own problems. My theory here is this might be more overthinking uh, than boredom. I don't think this is a case of the dog finally catching the fire hydrant and not knowing what to do with it. I think this is you uh, just thinking too much, you know, unless... Unless with the other guys, you also lose boredom. Uh, sorry, whiskey, guys. Uh, unless with the other guys, you're also losing interest once you 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 get them into the kink. Unless that's the case, then I think this is just overthinking. And in which case, just take yes for an answer. You know, just enjoy it. Don't stop thinking about the why. You know, I mean, one, you could just straightforward ask him. Hey, is this like a kink that you're into or did you just think I liked it? Because, hey, I'm loving it. It's great. Either way, I'm just curious. You could ask him. Communication is a great answer for most problems. Uh, But for the most part, dude, I'd stop thinking about it. 
Just accept it. Be thrilled that you found someone who has the same kink as you. Now, and I'll keep the podcast coming, uh, and I hope you keep coming with this guy. I hope you do. So, uh, if if you want to give me more information, you're welcome to. Um, otherwise, I hope this helped. And anyone else who wants to um, who jump in, uh, you can email me over at manhorpod at gmail Luke Jackson, who is he? He is a straight male escort. Yes, that's right. He is a professional man whore. He gets paid to have sex with women. Or I'm sorry, sorry. He gets paid uh, any money exchanged between Luke Jackson and a client is strictly for uh, time and companionship. Any sexual uh, acts that happen is just between two consenting adults and uh, totally not prostitution. But but for shorter layman terms, uh, yeah, he, he gets paid to fuck women. Or go on dates with them and be um, intelligent, attractive company. And guys, he's a smart, cool fucking guy. Uh, hung out with him probably for another half hour when we finished recording. Just because he's a cool dude. Um, which is so much fun. So, I mean, we talked about a lot of cool stuff. Also contemplated whether or not I should get into some sex work. It's kind of my dream job. Uh, super fun dude. Um I don't know what to say. I feel like I should just jump in. I'm just, you know, that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to let it go in. We're going to go into the episode with Luke Jackson. Luke Jackson, the uh, the male escort for the ladies. So I have to ask about the title. You do please do. Where did that are come you, from? Are you offended? Like no, no, I'm you're not, the I'm not you're the professional man whore. All right, I, I, so uh, I, th- like, I think I was I was initially. <laughs> Not offended, but surprised. Um, I've been, I've had like friends of mine because like when they heard, like, when they hear of like what my sex life is like, they kind of call me like, oh, you're such like a man whore or. Sure. It, all my friends are chicks. It should be way higher pitch. Be, oh my God, Billy, you're such a man whore. Um, <laughs> stuff like that. So I, and I always, re- I refer to myself as like a man whore with a heart of gold. Um, you know, I'm not very conquesty and whatnot. And so I do think it kind of challenges. I'm going to make someone. Just like when you say um, slut does not have to be this like negative thing. Sure. Right? And you're challenging the concept of a slut. So if someone who you've never looked at and say, oh, my God, that's a slut. And she goes, no, I'm, I'm very slutty. In the same way you challenge that, when you say man whore, you think of one thing and then you meet me. And I hope that that kind of challenges what your thought is on it. Also, marketing. Um, it's <laughs> of a, course. It's a, it's a good title for that. I applaud you. Um, no, it, it is interesting. I mean, being having dabbled in sex work over the years, there's always that dialogue around, and we were just talking about this earlier, what you call yourself, what people call each other, what other people call you. Right. And, you know, the word whore has been, you know, used in derogatory wor- ways, and then it's been sort of repurposed by sex workers mm-hmm. in various different ways. And so, but man whore is a term that I've never it's not that I've never heard it, but I've never really seen it owned in that way I also in the in the sex work world, at least. I also don't know that's a very like <laughs> it's attract- not a very attractive it's, yeah. word. <laughs> it's, not like a, it's not like a cute word. Like when you're like going shopping, yeah. you're not like I need and I need to get some man whore. Um, no, but I don't know. But I, I, so people have called me it, and that's why I, I yeah. jumped on the title. Um, I mean, the show is not Bitches I Banged with Billy Presida. Uh Great title. <laughs> That's going to be the sequel, right? Right. Well, it's a phenomenal title. It's the frat bro <laughs> version of the show. Um, but I'm not that guy. It's not that show. So I, I straight away. 
So, uh, but that's why we're here. That's why we're here talking to you, the, the professional one. Um, so, so uh, Luke. Uh, so I'm here with Luke Jackson, who is a a straight male escort. Yes, living what I think some guys think is the dream of uh, getting paid to have sex with women. Well, I do have a real job, but right. uh, and it's not all sex. Okay, uh, contrary to popular belief, but yeah, there's a piece of that to it for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you want to know? Well, uh, well, you said you do have a day job, but you um, did was have you always been part time with it, or was it ever like a full time gig for you? No, so I I started doing it when I was in grad school. Okay, um, I had a friend who had put herself through grad school, uh, Avery, and she and I Avery had, Moore, yeah, right. So, mm-hmm. so we've been corresponding for a while, and. Um, <laughs> We're actually what's that pitch like wait she's just like <laughs> you should did you guys hook up once and like casually and then she was yes. like you're really good at this <laughs> you should it was a mix of things it was it was we were actually going to have a threesome with my ex okay um which never ended up sort of panning out but she and i kept in touch even after my ex and i broke up and then she and i ended up meeting up and hooking up and um had a really great time and she was she was like you know there aren't a lot of straight male escorts who are actually articulate and well-educated. Um, and I think, you know, she knows that world well because she made a place for herself as someone who is, you know, exceptionally well-educated, slightly alluring and mysterious. Mm -hmm. And I think she saw the value in that. And she basically said, you know, look, there's just not, there's not, there's not a lot of straight high end male escorts out there. You should give it a shot. And, You know, I was kind of in a phase of life where I was like trying new things and open to ideas and saying yes to stuff. And I was like, what the fuck? Why not? Yeah. So I threw up a website and uh, came up with a name from Cool Hand Luke. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) so uh, and and kind of went from there. Um, And it's it was it was an adventure. I did it for about two years and then stopped for about two years and Mm -hmm. then. Um, we've done it a little bit sort of on and off, uh, for the last year or so. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, I've never done it. I would never say I've done it full time in the sense that I've always had other stuff going on. Mm. Um, and in this world in particular, there's just not enough demand to do it full time. Like it's, you know, you might see somebody for a weekend once a month or, Mm. uh, you know, spend an evening once or twice a month something like that depending on where you are Mm -hmm. um so when i was doing it during grad school and i was doing it pretty seriously and sort of marketing myself and that sort of thing i would say i was doing it maybe once or twice a month um a lot of it was international so wow flying away for a weekend that kind of thing very nice yeah (laughs) it was very nice the world (laughs) had you not not seen the world before that no i I had i had but not quite in that way i mean there's something about getting on a plane on friday after a biology test (laughs) being in madrid uh you know eating tapas and drinking wine the next afternoon and then being back in class on monday morning that's very it feels uh Slightly glamorous. It, it is glamorous. Yeah, it's, I think it's more than slightly glamorous. You said there's not like a lot of demand, but do you think part of it might be that? Uh, I mean, not that it would ever get to the demand. I think that is for 
female escorts. But um, do you think part of the demand is just like people don't know that there's a supply? Like, because I, I, I've talked to women who are like, yeah. oh, I would totally get a happy ending massage. That they would love that. They just have no idea. Like, where do I get one? You right. Know? No. Well, the massage piece is interesting. I mean, we're talking about sort of different types of sex workers. Mm-hmm. There are definitely in New York, in particular, I would say there are actually a lot of men who do that kind of stuff, particularly for couples. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've done some of that with couples as well. Um, in terms of women on their own, I agree. I think there's probably a lack of awareness and knowledge. And there's, you know, I think. There are a couple things. It's partly awareness. It's partly um, <clears throat> different power dynamic, for mm-hmm. better or worse. I mean, sure. a woman inviting a single man over to her apartment, the safety issues are a little more, you know, present than the other way around. I think, um, which is part of why I think couples are particularly or tend to be more comfortable with that sort of thing. Mm. Um, and then there's also the sort of social assumption that you know women can get laid whenever they want, which is, I'm sure, true to some degree, but also doesn't really matter. It's mm. it's that's what people always say to me, and I'm always frustrated by it because just because you can get laid doesn't mean that it's going to be any good. It yeah. doesn't mean that the person's going to pay any attention to you. It doesn't mean that it's going to be a positive experience, and so that premise has always kind of pissed me off. Right. It, it, you feel like it almost diminishes what, uh, like more thoughtful lovers, apparently like yourself, like do because I, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, cause like I, I feel a similar way. I, cause I have friends, they complain about not getting laid. Um, just the act. And I'm like, no, be more specific. Cause you right. know, you could get laid right now. If you just point at you saying, I just haven't gotten laid well recently. And that then I will sympathize because I think sure. all pretty good people should be able to get laid yeah, when think, they would like. I think you're right. Everyone is looking for something more than sex. I mean, look, there's nothing wrong with just wanting the physical act of sex. Sure. I think that that's, there are times when that's totally the case. <clears throat> but I think, in, and in sex work, there are people who cater to that, and that's totally fine. And I've done that too. Um, but I'd say the vast majority, or many people in my experience who are looking for this kind of thing mm-hmm. are looking for something a little bit more. It's sort of <clears throat> sex plus. Right, right. <laughs> you know? it's, it's an experience. You want... Yeah, you, um, you want to feel a connection with somebody. You want to feel... Um, the boyfriend experience, if you will. <laughs> if you will. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe not even boyfriend, but you know, just a, a genuine connection with somebody um, that has respect and kind of some degree of chemistry and passion to it. And uh, I don't know. I think that that's, that's something that a lot of people are looking for and struggle to find. Yeah. I think we all struggle to find that sometimes. I mean, I do too. Yeah. So it's, I have a podcast cause I can't get anyone to give me that, man. <laughs> I have people who will only give me sex and they won't give me the full, the you full just want to cuddle. I do, man. I want to like, why can't I want to cuddle after we go to an orgy? Why can't I, why can't I have that? Cheers. Yeah. Salute to that, man. Mm. I mean, yeah, I've, uh, like, for example, like I've used sex workers from time to time, but I don't, I don't have sex with escorts. I don't, um, it's, I had one negative experience in college mm. and just not for me, um, for like, like, like PIV stuff. But you know, I, I like to get a good 
happy ending massage. But I mean, I want the actual massage. You see, <laughs> so that's what I mean when you say sure. when you say sex plus. Like, yeah, like I want something at a release at the end. But like, you need to be able to give a massage. Right. <laughs> um, I do not want some cute twenty-two year old like rubbing my back for ten minutes and asking me to flip. I'll be like, no, I need <laughs> like you need to. Sure. Fix shit. They're, my facts all fucked up. You gotta <laughs> <laughs> do some work. Um, yeah, uh, which is funny, you know, because I a lot of the providers like I will see uh, regularly are the ones who they actually charge less and they give a real massage. Mm-hmm. They're very attractive and they give a solid like they do a f- solid ending. Uh, yeah, at the same time, like the really hot twenty two year old charges more, does way less, and the hand job's usually not as good. Uh, <laughs> I have noticed. I find that very interesting. Never, never met anyone who could give me a better hand job than myself. Uh, ain't, ain't that the truth? <laughs> Although I will say there is something. That's not true. Actually. No? <laughs> no, I, I will say this though. There is something because w- a lot of times women will say like, I, "Why do I have to give a hand job?" Like I just feel like you would do a better job of it. I argue there's something to being on a raised level and her standing. I don't know if it's the angle, hmm. but those those massage blow jo- uh, hand jobs, like where I'm on like a, a table, I've just been stellar. I don't know what it is. There you go. But uh, yeah, man. But uh, so wait, so you're so you consider yourself like a high end escort? You don't uh, like you're not cheap. No, I'm no. definitely not cheap. Um, and it, but cheap is the wrong word. I mean, no. I know, I know, cheap, thing, cheap I know things denotes, are, re- yeah, I know things are relative, but I mean, I, I guess, yeah, uh, there's I nothing say, wrong with being cheap. I go for cheap. I just find quality cheap because that's right. where my budget is. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, um, you are more expensive than like maybe some two hundred dollar an hour person. Yeah, I mean, I and What's I, I've always avoided charging by the hour, so I've, I've always tried to start at you know five hundred to seven fifty for a, a sort of short meeting, which is usually sort of coffee or drinks or cocktails and. Maybe sex. Uh-huh. Um, and then it kind of goes up from there. You know, a full evening is usually about 1500 and And um, a day or overnight is 2500 usually. Wow. So. Okay. Um, yeah. That's. Very specific clientele that can uh, afford that. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, when it works, it works. works. And so it's, I think that's the. And that doesn't include, like, flying you to places. No, it's plus plus travel expenses. So um, I was actually just in Houston last weekend with a client for two nights, um, which was great. And there was no sex. And no sex. there you go. Can can I ask uh, how old or... Uh, She was in her 50s, um, which is actually on the older end for my clients. Generally, they've been in their 30s and 40s. But, um, yeah. And... It was really nice. We had a lot of great meals, explored the town. Yeah. She know, got to have like a nice piece of like out, cute man candy. Together. That's kind of, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Drank good wine, had good food, um, talked. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was good. It was yeah. really good. So, I had a friend last night who, uh, same thing, it was just like uh, she got interviewed to potentially like escort but not do any sort of actual sex, literally just be escort, yeah. very attractive and intelligent and be with really, really rich men uh, at a party. There you go. And, and that's all it has yeah, to do. Yeah, I mean, the original pre- the premise of escorting, I suppose, is that, which is that there is no expectation Just, of uh, sex. Yeah. Oh, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I, no, I think that, that starting from that premise is generally can, can be a good way to go. But that said, I mean, I've had... I don't know about half, but a fair few of my clients have been couples who are really not looking for that. I mean, they they want somebody who's 
like polite and respectful and and all that, but they're really they're looking for they're something looking more for sexual size. Oh, size that's what <laughs> it's specific. Yeah, I saw I saw the pic. <laughs> Car- uh, so our our mutual friend who introduced me to you, uh, she insisted on showing me the photo. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so. <laughs> guys, if you haven't seen the what is it is it meetlukejackson.com? Yep. Guys got a monster cock. Is basically what's <laughs> going on. And so I guess so is this like cuckolding stuff? Yeah, some yeah. and some is I mean, some of it is that. Some of it is just, you know, couples where it's not really cuckolding, <laughs> but they just enjoy sharing that kind of experience, you know, the wife's really into it and the husband likes to watch. Yeah. And it's not about humiliation per se. Sure. It's just kind of shared pleasure yeah just something new but some of it is cuckolding so (laughs) yeah for people not knowing uh, you want to explain what cuckolding is as oh god um i only know it in concepts you experienced the old old victorian concept of you know sleeping with a woman behind her husband's back um the modern version of it is more i would say it's a kind of a somewhat bdsm term about uh a man being humiliated or um, <laughs> sort of replaced by another man sleeping with his wife or partner. Right. Um, and and knowing about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Knowing about it and potentially watching even um, sometimes, you know, watching like very cl- up close and being kind of humiliated by it. Um, it's often to do with size and sort mm-hmm. of stamina and things like that. And so, sure. yeah, there's uh, there's a whole, a whole crazy world out there of, people doing strange interesting things i can't say it's my favorite thing in the world but um it, it can be a lot of fun sometimes mm-hmm. yeah it's gotta be an interesting place to be like if you're like fucking someone and you know that there's a guy right there and you know he's that's what he wants but at the same time like i feel like when he's acting it out that could be uncomfortable it's like someone just like saying all these like terrible things about himself right there and you're like Oh, come, like it's like almost gets you out of it, like that, and that's where the professional comes. Like, nah, man, you get, uh, doing a job right now. That's gotta, right. Yeah, I gotta, gotta, gotta do my job. Well, it's not usually hard because usually the wives are gorgeous, and so the, uh, <laughs> the that helps. Yeah, less challenging in that case. Yeah. Do you um? So so the talents you said. So one thing was size was was one of the things, and then the other was um. So you said stamina. Is that so? That was has that never been an issue for you or? Did you ever have an aid? Have you ever had to like take like a? Yeah, you I've ever like I've taken Viagra before. just like in I case. Mean, yeah, it, it stamina is a relative thing, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, stamina for some people is fifteen minutes, and for some people it's three hours yeah. or seven hours. So it's like sounds exhausting. No, I, I've never had seven, seven hours. hours. No, never, never, nap, never that long. I need a nap yeah. in between. Yeah, I'm <laughs> not to that extreme, but um, yeah, I mean, of of course, everyone has. Everyone has issues. I don't. So hey, I don't know. I, I don't know if it was no. Different. No. 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 It's, it's. I know porn stars sometimes will, will pop them, as I've been told. Yeah, but no, I, I didn't I've know definitely. What a, I've definitely used it before. Um, it's not a regular thing, but there are times when you know either I'm, you know, just not not feeling it or feeling tired or whatever. Not whatever feeling it, it like be. the date, like who the person is. I don't know. Like, I, I assume you read my other interviews. Like. Even if I'm with somebody who I'm not kind of traditionally aroused by, right? 
I always find something about that person that's appealing and well she really likes Woody Allen movies like you hold on you hold on it's like well you know she quoted Annie Hall we can get through this yeah I wouldn't go that far but no more I I just think well so there's two things one is that my clientele is pretty self-selective because you know I'm not putting myself out there as some slick gigolo kind of Mm. you know jacked gym guy um, with slick back hair so if they're coming to me, it's because, you know, they're not just looking for sex, probably. And it's also because they, they're they open to that kind of open-ended thing. So, you know, I, I've been in situations with women and couples where, you know, I wasn't getting hugely turned on. It was just like, you know, let's have a drink and relax and not worry about it right this second. And okay. Just see how it goes as the evening goes on um so i guess what i'm saying is the the sort of pressure to perform can be the biggest impediments to performance right. in and of itself right i totally agree. um and so yeah i've definitely been in situations where i was just like psyching myself out of my head and like just couldn't get turned on and we would just relax for a little bit and you know have a drink and talk and whatnot and then things happen and yeah so I think I think us guys and, and the women have been fairly like you know you haven't had an experience where she's like oh my god why aren't you fucking hard right now they haven't had that they're no, pretty exactly and that's what I mean about this I think us guys get pieces. more into that than we do I, yeah exactly yeah. It's, there's the kind of um, I mean look there's the heat of the moment and you know you want things to happen sure right then but yeah I think there's there's something to be said for everyone just being relaxed and sort of seeing how things mm-hmm. go mm-hmm so totally totally get that i uh my first the first time i went to like a like a sex party i had like a similar thing i was just like there's too much pressure to do the performance yeah and then when i relaxed and chilled out a bit uh it wasn't even until the second time i went with a a more comfortable partner that i was able to like really get into it and then then we could do it and 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 it was someone who I i knew wasn't upset that i wasn't hard right and then when i was we had a great time um, there you go. I, but I th- yeah, I think guys, we get into our heads about that shit way more. I think women tend to understand that our anatomy, like their anatomy is way easier to actually have the act <laughs> than ours. There's way more pressure. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I think that's, there's a degree of truth to that. I mean, look, we're all, we're all complicated creatures and we've all got our quirks and, you know, the things that turn us on and don't. So what are, what are your quirks? <laughs> My quirks. You lobbed that one up for me. <laughs> um, God, I don't even know where to start. That's that's a long, a long. We don't list. need the whole. That's list. a long list. <clears throat> so same as mine. You give one, one, two favorites. Favorites. Oh, Some God. old, old favorites. Oh, I mean, I, I mean, I, well, I'm, so I'm, I'm an exhibitionist. Okay. So I've always enjoyed sort of showing off for small groups of women. Mm-hmm. Um that's a favorite that's not really a, a sex thing per se um although i do enjoy group sex but <clears throat> um in terms of yeah i <laughs> i don't do get, i don't know do I get too personal no no it's not that it's, no, it's not that it's too personal it's just that there's <laughs> i'm generally i'd say my approach to, to sex and life is just a very experimental one mm. so i generally I've never gotten really hung up on like one kink or fetish or anything like that. It's just been, you know, I love 
good sex. I'm attracted to a lot of different kinds of women. And tonight it is and, this woman and, and this type of sex. And tomorrow night it could be a different type and a different type of woman. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and just being being open to that and kind of and sometimes seeking out new experiences as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, okay. Lovely vague answer. It's very <laughs> solid. It was like I, I'm trying to think. Have you of thought? What of, I be, have you thought of I politics? Be. Have you thought? <laughs> yes, but I'm pretty sure that this interview disqualifies me <laughs> permanently. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh man! Um, you know, you said you said you go to you like group sex. Have you ever been um, taken as a date uh, for as an escort to like a party? Like someone need a date to the sex party? No, but I have had a client take me to a strip club before. Oh yeah, well, that was that was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, Are you a strip so, club guy? No, me neither. No, me I've neither. been to two or three over the years, but I'm definitely not a strip club guy. Yeah, it was it was interesting. Um, it's too much money to not do yeah. anything. Actually, she was in, she was fascinating. She was a a, a madam, so she ran. Uh, she was Thai and ran Thai brothels all over the U.S. Um, and I swear we would go into restaurants and everyone would assume that I had hired her. <laughs> <laughs> she was, I mean, she was very sexy. She was in her early thirties and I was in my sort of mid twenties at the time and, um, big fake boobs and dressed pretty skimpy, but we would be sitting there at dinner and she would start taking calls from John's right. who were flying into DC and telling them where to go. And then she would flip over and call the brothel and talk in this like rapid fire tie to this girl, <laughs> basically telling her, you know, who was, who was coming, what the rate was mm-hmm. and when he was going to be there. And I was just like, this is so fucking surreal. I'm sitting on the beltway. That's a really around DC. <laughs> I'm getting paid as an escort and she's lining up these, you know, brothels. But she had them spread out all over the country. So mm. it was nuts. That, that's, that's funny, man. That's really funny. That's like a, a different level of thought. Yeah, there's too much going on there. It was it was very surreal. She tried to convince me to uh, marry one of the girls they were trying to bring over for a green card at one point, which mm. thankfully I did not do. Yeah, I have, I have a I have a friend with a fake wife, you know, and it's yeah. eh. seems like a, a risky and time consuming. Uh, you're already breaking adventure. the you're already breaking the law in one way. Like you don't want to <laughs> don't want to. Let's not add felonies on top of felonies. Hey, any sex I have is entirely consensual. Yes, it was the. the Money is stru- strictly for time. That's and exactly right. We Absolutely. all put those disclaimers on our sites. It's yeah. very important. Yes, I'm sure the law I totally mean. cares about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure uh, Joe Law Enforcer is totally being, oh, son of a bitch, she put it on the website. Yeah. Ah, we almost had her. Caught. <laughs> almost had her. And if only she hadn't known how to use copy and paste. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to grab another beer. Go for it. Do you want one? Uh, uh, I'm good for now. I'm quite the lightweight. I diet because I have to work hard to maintain this much mediocrity. Like, it's a lot of effort to look just barely out of shape. Well, I work in a lot of cocktails. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, 
Escorting, not all that different, it turns out. <laughs> I would imagine. I would imagine you can uh, the skills cross over. Yes, that's exactly right. Transferable skills. That's, <laughs> that's what you, be, you should be looking for, kids. Transferable mm-hmm. skills. If you go into sex work, figure out how to translate that into a high-paying corporate job. Uh, um, <clears throat> yeah, well, what would, you th- what would you tell the young kids out there who, uh, <laughs> who are just like, I've just got a dream of... Uh, Really, just do it. no. Um, what? Okay, how? Here's the thing. I've, you've kind of. That's it's kind of my dream job. My, I, you know, I would I would love for my day job to be um, getting paid uh, to escort women around the town, uh, only until comedy takes off, and then I can kick it. <laughs> right? It's it's just to help support the dream. Sure, sure. Uh, but what? How? Okay, here's the one thing. How important are the abs? I feel like that was the first thing that made me be like, all right, that's just the my first disqualifier. I don't think they're that important at all. You don't think like the, the look or being a certain body type? Nope. So there's a, there's a forum. What I'm trying to say, Luke, is like how, well, how possible is it that I could escort? Come you on. You could no. totally do it. <laughs> you could. You could. There, there's, so there's a forum online called Concierge du Monde, which is kind of where I got my start. And it's like the, it's the place for, or it was the place for kind of, you know, high-end straight male escorts there are lots of other forums for gay male escorts and that sort of thing and they're very different have different what was the site called again concierge du monde it's a stupid name but whatever du monde is that like a famous escort no it's like concierge <laughs> to the world sort of thing oh, okay oh du um, oh, monde yeah, okay yeah. i see it <laughs> um but there are they have a sort of portfolio of established escorts who have been screened, and I was listed on there for a while. That was where I got a lot of my business. Um, but yeah, the guys on there are you know range from the kind of like you know jacked, gym built twenty year old to guys in their late thirties and early forties who are you know in fine shape, but they're not bodybuilders. Mm-hmm. They don't have six packs. Um, it's it's a very open place, I would say. Um, you know, the the people on there, the the escorts on there, certainly take time to present themselves as who they are. I think the heart of it, though, is just to be who you are and hmm. not to be what you think people want you to be. Um, That'd be a very strange ad for me. It's just being like adorable <laughs> cuddler, uh, really good at giving head. It and would probably <laughs> work really fucking well. Oh yeah. <laughs> You should give it a loves, shot. Loves to cuddle, super adorable, has pretty blue eyes. Who go. wants there it? There you go. There <laughs> you go. The and a beard. And a beard. Beard, no beard, whatever you want. Remember, <laughs> it's, uh, I defer beard to whoever op- Beard I'm, optional. Whoever, yeah, beard Whoever I'm <laughs> about to sleep with gets pretty much say over what this is. We'll need a three-month lead time if you want a beard. If you want and full I just be- saw a client who didn't want a beard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, so how's your October look? And yeah. I will be... Nice big bush for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that I put that. <laughs> no, no. Uh, well, so, so you got on there and it's, it's kind of, is it kind of escorts, helping escorts out, like asking questions? And yeah, I've heard of this for female escorts a yeah, lot. Yeah, it's similar. It's, I mean, for female escorts, there are a lot of... There's all sorts you know, of communities. Yeah, out there there's for, communities, there's review boards. A lot of them are kind of a little sketchy and judgmental, but I don't know. Um, Low entitlement attitudes. I've I've been around the erotic review. Yeah, it's uh, a lot of entitlement attitudes on there. Exactly. Yeah. Um, this one, I would say, at least a couple of years ago, was pretty active. It was a lot of women who were sort of curious about the space, 
And it was a lot of men who were curious about getting into it, uh, as well as the ones who were already sort of established. Um, and then, yeah, it's it, today I think it's a little quieter. I'm not sure entirely why. They haven't really updated it in a long time. So as a platform, here's my nerdy side. The user experience on that site is really awful. <laughs> um, it needs a it needs a redesign. What's the what's the phrase for whatever interface? Uh, the user interface UX UX yeah the UX just uh, the UX shitty, man. really sucks. <laughs> yeah. um, so I think that's probably turning some people off uh, from it. But that said, yeah, it's a good place to kind of explore and discuss. And they have very high barriers for entry, so it's uh, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> But uh, they, yeah, that was bad. I see what you did there. Yeah. That was, <laughs> um, but it's a good, it's a good, pretty good community of of folks who are kind of interested in that space. And um, I forget where we were going with this. Oh, man, whether you should sure. be an escort? Oh, whether I should be? An, oh, so, I mean, I'm not against. I just have not had the offers yet. I have, I have turned down ma- uh, mail offers, um, not because they weren't, <clears throat> they just weren't. At the right price, they weren't far off though. Um, <laughs> Almost there. Well, I had I had two offers. One that I turned down just because it wasn't uh, the price for me. The other one was the arrangement was right for me, and then I turned it down for a dumb reason. Um, what was the dumb reason? All right. So so the situation was, <clears throat> I answered an ad. They, this couple they wanted to live in, um, like boy toy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> when I when I start. Um, when I st- and I had already done like webcamming in college, so I was already used to the concept of like a guy watching me, sure. and I, I was comfortable with. And I've been in like group scenarios where like there were other men around. I was fine with that. Um, Same here. So yeah, I was like, okay, I've got like some. I'm comfortable. Uh, I'm I am comfortable with where my sexuality is. Yep. Uh, I do a self check in every eight months. So, like, could I suck dick like and enjoy it? And I'm always like, no. But I always, I always responsibly <laughs> put myself in the mind space and like, nah. Only, um, only my own. Right. Well, it, it don't. Yeah, it's <laughs> fucking circled, man. Um, that that's the that's a closer. You know, it's uh, no, <laughs> no. But so um, so the, what the situation they wanted this couple they lived on the Upper East Side. The mm-hmm. guy's like super fucking wealthy. He uh he interviews like corporate dudes. He's like a corporate headhunter, but like oh, okay. for CEO. So he's like a big level dude there's a there's a great movie called headhunters that i just saw that you should totally watch just in light of this conversation is but it is it a porno or is it no like a real no flick? i mean that could it's, headhunters could be anything it's, really uh, i think it's norwegian and it's about a headhunter who uh moonlight who steals art um, he moonlights as an art thief yeah <laughs> no it's great because it's about this double life that he's living and how he's trying to support this gorgeous wife that he has and right. um all the kind of fucked up like weird way that he thinks about things and it's it's actually really really violent but okay. fascinating movie okay um and it has um what's his name the um jamie lannister from game of thrones in it okay okay you game of thrones you got nuts out there oh yeah um so anyways, so the guy's big corporate headhunter and he so the, what they wanted was they wanted a um a guy to live there in their upper east side apartment mm-hmm. in his own bedroom and uh, and he had to keep the place clean, mm-hmm. and he would have to bang the gorgeous wife whenever she demanded, just because it's part of the gig. Yeah, uh, and she was fucking smoking hot, of course. And but the and the but was um, it, every morning or like half the mornings he travels for business. Um, but like about half the mornings of the month, I'd have to wake up at nine a.m. and give him a blowjob. Um, 
And and for that, I would and you know, he opened with the price that I thought when I put a number in my head. Oh, so they were gonna pay you too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would get like free rent, free food and, and a saw, stipend. And I would get a stipend, yeah, a monthly stipend. And it would have been five grand a month. Fuck. Um, and, and the only things basically I was supposed to be leaving the, the apartment for were like to do errands, go to a doctor, the gym or do comedy. They, I, I had been like, well, comedy is kind of, this would all be the sport comedy. Thing, yeah. Um, cause at the time I was, I was a poker, I was an underground poker dealer in the city. So I was <laughs> right, looking for, I have for, to hear that story. At some sure, point. <laughs> sure. I'll tell you, I'll tell you after, after we, after we're done. Um, I, so I was dealing, I was kind of looking for like a, something more steady or at the time I was kind of looking for at least like some payoffs. Um, sure. but then I saw this, I was like, Oh, I could, I could quit dealing. They could save the poor dealer boy. Um, so five grand a month. And, and I, a lot of all, they answered all the right things. I was like, well, what happens if like, I decided I want to stop. He's like, that's fine. We can stop the arrangement. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll stop paying you the stipend, but we won't kick you out right away. We'll give you a few months to find a new place. So that's the right answer. Um, do we have to? Do I have to be fucking you or get fucked by you? He's like, no, just you have to blow me nine a.m. I was like, nine a.m. I was like, does it? Ha-? I said, does it have to be nine a.m.? He's like, yes, it does have to be nine a.m. Uh, on my way to work. I'm like, ah, oh, fine. Which is funny because sometimes on stage I will just talk. I remember the day I, I did a Skype interview. <laughs> uh-huh. It was like the second round. Um, so I did a Skype interview with the guy. And then that night I went to go get on stage. I oh, so spot. they were real. Oh, this was real. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. So anyways, I do a Skype interview. That night I had a spot at, the, at a comedy club. And I, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. So I just got on stage. I just said, hey, guys, I got to work some things out. Not like joke-wise, but with my life. So I'm just, I need your opinions. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd just be like, how much guys would it take for you to wake up every morning and suck a dick? And then I, extra- and then I slowly pull out all the other factors. Sure. And then I say, and I let them kind of a- ask questions. So, and the a common question was like, does it have to be 9 a.m.? I was like, yes, it has to be 9 a.m. <laughs> I've already asked. Um, and, and I was ready to take it. I was like, that sounds good. Um, he wanted to meet up and have a dinner with me and his wife for like a next round. Because yeah. um, he's like, hey, I'm digging this. I mean, if you think you can, and if you think you're any good, it's like we'd have to do a test. I'm like, I, I understand that. Did like, you talk I, to the wife? Uh, well, that would have been the next phase was oh, to go okay. have dinner with him and the wife. Um, and I said no overall after thinking about it. Because I, because I was in love with a chick who just ripped my heart around. Um, what an idiot! She cost me so much money, um, so much money. This woman cost me, uh, and this, this love like, love makes you do crazy things. Yeah, but she was like, she would never. Oh, this whole fucking thing with Natanya. But like, we dated for like a year and a half. Would not be my girlfriend. Um, would not go out and have dinner with me. Like every time I wanted to go have dinner or go on like a date. The idea of romance just turned her off. Hmm. Um, and it was weird. The sex wasn't even that good. And, but I was just like, no, nah, man, we're going to focus on like, making this relationship work. I'm like, really? There's nothing in this relationship to save. What am I doing right now? <laughs> so I turned it down. And then by the time I had cut things off with the girl entirely, I had never heard back from him again. I was so upset about it. Bummer. Yeah. I, that was the only time I was ever like, you know, I totally sucked that dick for five grand a month. Yeah. Cash? Untaxed? Yeah. And rent. And, and I get to another, fuck this yeah. hot wife. I would never even have to worry about like, oh, where am I going to get laid? I'd be like, oh, there's this gorgeous woman who is paying me to fuck her. <laughs> um, I, I have some sort of fucked up relationship where money, where the like, idea of getting paid is like a turn on. Um, I feel like it's the, ul- it's the ultimate act of desire, of showing desire is saying like your, your abilities are worth money. 
So. Yeah, I, I think um, I think a lot of people feel that way. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine who is a female escort in the city, and um, I had just seen a couple, and it was the first. It was, I was sort of just getting back into it a little bit, just to you know pay bills and stuff, and I saw this couple for. A massage for a massage, and okay. just to like fuck the wife, and you know it was like five hundred bucks for an hour. Yeah, and it was that feeling of holy shit, like you know. And they were so they were totally happy. They were like, you know, we're gonna give you a call the next time we're back in town, and all this other stuff. And it was just like, it's it can be very empowering um, that moment where you realize that you have a lot more money in your pocket than you had <laughs> five minutes ago. Yeah. And it really didn't cost you more. I mean, took less time than watching a movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's an episode. It's, of, it's like an episode of game of Thrones. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're, you know, and I already know the ending of that. episode. <laughs> someone probably dies. Well, like, I, I usually you know? know the ending of uh, this too, but nobody dies. Right. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it, I just find it super hot. And I'm so anytime, like I've had a woman like pay, I mean, any, I, I, you know, in college, I went through a string of like kind of older women, um, which wasn't hard because when you're 20, pretty much everyone's older yep. uh, who's of legal consenting age. Um, but like sometimes when they would buy dinner, like type of stuff like that mm-hmm. turned me on. Or if a woman asks me out, I even you know, I like an, a leading woman, someone who like who asks me out sure. because I'm like, all right, that clearly means she's interested. I don't even have to think about it. If I ask someone out, she who knows what the motivation is she could just be appeasing me she could just be curious and not really into it but if a woman asks you out like you know they're into it like yeah. when you know, when you're at, when you are the receiving party like you know uh there's desire there it's interesting because most of my most of my clients single women clients and you're right there's a power dynamic around you know them contacting me and then paying me but when we're together they're always <laughs> They want the power dynamic to be me taking the lead. Sure. So it's interesting. Yeah, it sort of flips that. Um, it flips the dynamic and it becomes, you know, they want me to make decisions and to, uh, you know, take charge sexually and so on and so, on and so forth. So, and I tend to be quite dominant, so that's not hard. But <clears throat> it is interesting because I think you're right that there's a, there is that kind of financial power dynamic that comes from one person paying or asking out yeah. someone else so well and, w- and what's shitty about that whole thing is that you know there's some people who are like really anti-sex work they they use that di- power dynamic to imply that a sex worker can't consent because in you know, all that fucking bullshit i got into a big fight with roseanne on twitter like about a month with ago roseanne. yeah she said some <laughs> oh, shitty, she says on shitty about how just like sex work was trafficking just no matter just a very declarative statement yeah. and then like i barreled her back and forth but then i tagged some various sex workers i knew so i like they, i tagged like and an, go yeah i basically tagged <laughs> like an escort um i tagged mistress matisse i don't know if you know who that is she's, i know the name but right. i don't know her Domi- i don't know her personally but again like a, 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 she's a dominatrix in seattle she's yep. very like active in um in, like the activist stuff, and I, I tagged a couple porn stars I knew, mm-hmm. um like big porn stars, uh, and I let them go at it. <laughs> like I tagged a porn star who doesn't escort, and I also tagged a, a porn star who does escort uh, on the side, and I just let them have it, and it was pretty fun. Uh, awesome. And Roseanne, her mind blew up. <laughs> Good, I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, um, but so so, but overall, I find it to be a, a more of an erotic element than a um than a 
like a power exchange. I, I mean, I feel like, and I'm I'm welcome to be corrected, but you know, if I, if you're a female escort, that power dynamic kind of lets you know that there's some safety and and, and lets you know that you're in power because you're charging and yeah, and, and that look, you can I, always say no and just leave. If, you know, I mean, that's not universally true. So I, you know, I don't want to make some sort of claims about female sex workers. Okay. They have a they live a it's a very different dynamic sure. and the risks are different um and you know yeah i wouldn't speak to it really okay honestly not, not in a bad way just that no. it's i think that it's it's just a very different experience um there are some similarities and there are some big differences mm. um and you know i'm in a lucky privileged space you know i did it because i wanted to and i uh, you know, I wanted to try something new and yeah, you know, it paid the bills and, you know, help with finances and that sort of stuff. But it, I was never really in a situation of, <clears throat> of needing to do it. And that's not to say that most or even, and certainly not all female sex workers are, but, um, there are plenty of people who get in sex work out of more, uh, need, than- need than, than want. And so I don't want to speak from a position of, uh, privilege when it sure, comes to that sure sure but um you know speaking of the the previous uh you know my my denials my uh my missed opportunity <laughs> my missed opportunity uh, um would you ever do some sort of gay for play uh type of scenario or or I, i'll put it because you know now that you're this is more definitely more part-time than mm-hmm. maybe before so back in grad school was that ever something that came across your well, back when it was like that was seemed to be your a big chunk of your income mm-hmm. was was this was that ever something that you thought yeah, I got lots of offers and um you know I've been with couples where there's been some you know some contact and mm-hmm. some you know couple going down on me together that sort of thing sure so i'm I'm not uncomfortable with it um it doesn't really arouse me um and I've put on solo shows for men before for pay mm-hmm. um only when it was <laughs> enough yeah it's sort yeah, of there's a, a price everyone's yeah exactly got a price. Everyone, everyone's got a price uh, any, I, any I guy will... any i have buddies who are like they're very hetero defensive <laughs> we'll say yeah. right and and they freak out so when they say like would you suck a dick for a million dollars they're like like no man no way i'll like, fucking are never you fucking do that kidding me? if the cash was on the table you absolutely right would. that's usually <laughs> that's usually a good way to find out which guy will just do it for 20 you know, well, it's like that, that, that's, <laughs> that, that's that classic uh, joke about what is it? Winston Churchill, who says, you know, goes up to this woman at a cocktail party and says, you know, would you sleep with me for fifteen dollars? And she says, what do you take me for? He says, well, would you sleep with me for a million dollars? And she says, oh, well, okay. <laughs> he says, okay, well, how about a hundred thousand? And she says, um, you know, oh, sorry. <laughs> Scratch that. It goes the other way around. <laughs> he comes up to her and he says, would you sleep with me for a million dollars? And he works his way down. And she's, yeah, she says, um, okay, you know, I consider it. And he says, okay, would you sleep with me for $15? And she says, what do you take me for, a whore? And he says, well, we've already established that. We're just haggling about price. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in the good old days where a politician could make that type of joke I don't and think not he, be... I don't think he actually said no. that. But oh, that, I it's, wish a tr- he did. it's commonly attributed to him. That's funny. Um, it is a good one, though. And I think it's true. <coughs> it, it, it does bring out that dynamic, which is that everyone does have their price. So, yeah, so, sure. So, I mean, I'm sure there would be some... You don't, you don't have a figure in your mind. I'm not, like, pro- 
propositioning. I'm just, <laughs> but like, do you have like a price in your head? No, I mean, no. it would depend on what it was. Do you know how many figures that price is? I know, like, at MM, like, the number oh, of yeah, figures. I mean, it's certainly in thousands. Uh, <laughs> I mean, because that's what I get paid usually, so. right? Right, right, right. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, like I said, it doesn't bother me. I mean, I'm utterly non homophobic and completely comfortable. I mean, like I said, I've had plenty of group sex and mm. you know, my brother is gay and it's not, it's just a non issue for me. It's just yeah. that it doesn't arouse me. Right. Um, and I would say it doesn't arouse me to a greater degree than a woman that I'm not necessarily traditionally attracted to. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's a, uh, Maybe I'm still caught up in my own head in some way, but uh, yeah, I generally say the only cock I'll ever suck is my own. We, uh, so what? What a perfect segue. So <laughs> the other, so the two things, uh, or I guess three. So our three friend, <clears throat> well, yeah, the three things my our friend says to me uh, as I'm getting dressed. She says uh, you should talk to my friend Luke. He's a male escort. Mm-hmm. Then she says he's got a monster cock and shows me the photo. <laughs> then says he can suck his own dick. I suppose those things are all three true. <laughs> okay, so three strikes, you're out. Three strikes, and uh, excuse me, I'm gonna go lock myself in my room for a weekend. <laughs> um, uh, so wait, how did you uh, wait? Did you discover this in the same way that like most people do? They try, and then you just happen to succeed. I guess, yeah. It was sort of a high school revelation. It was. It's just. I mean, it's not as. It's not the way the movies make it out to be. Like, uh-huh. I, no, you wait. What? You get, wait, wait. What movies are they I, I are making like this out to be anything? Jo- I've never like lots of mo- movies and shows make jokes about you know. You I've can seen, suck your own dick. You never leave the house. That kind of thing. Uh, I've seen two movies that reference it. I saw Short Bus, where the guy like Short Bus. great movie, John Cameron Mitchell, and it's like it actually centers around a sex club in Brooklyn, and then like there are these characters and huh. they're all they're it's not about the sex club, but that's how they are all tied to each other. Got it. Is they go the same one. Uh, but they're in the in the beginning. There's like one where you see the guy, like this gay couple, and he's by himself, and he's recording, and he's sad, and he's crying, and he's like jerking himself off, and then he finally reaches uh, and, and is able to put it in his own mouth. <laughs> there's that one, and it's just kind of a depressing scene. The other one is Clerks, where the guy, the kid, mm. dies trying to suck his own dick. Those are only two references to autofellatio I have ever heard. In I, I'm trying to think of what the other ones are. I know that I've seen it, not seen it done, but seen it referenced in a couple of other movies and shows, but I can't remember which ones they are. Right. I don't know. I guess I feel like there's some vague running joke about, you know, never leaving the house if you could do it, essentially. I wouldn't, like, never leave the house. I just feel like I would be masturbating with my hand way less. <laughs> That's all it was. I it's, feel like I'd be I, masturbating just the same amount of times. Sure. Just be like, uh, the method's going to be different. I mean, look, it's, it's fine. It's just not that. It's not that good. It's not that good. It's not like your regular no practice. No, definitely not a go-to. Someone told me that um, it's more of a fun party trick. Than- fun party trick. <laughs> okay, guys, um, let's play charades, and then Luke's gonna suck his cock in the corner. <laughs> Who wants to watch? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, someone told me that uh, their friend also can do it, and that he had always described it. It's more like sucking a dick than getting your dick sucked. Mm, yeah, that's. I mean, well, I don't know because yeah. I never have. But, right. Um, yeah, it's definitely not. Um, it's not the same as getting your dick sucked. Okay. <laughs> In the sense that, a, you can't go down as far, obviously, <coughs> um, and b, it's you know it's a little convoluted position. 
So, yeah. Seems like maybe more of a finisher. <laughs> depending on what a you're fin- in. A finishing depending move. On what you're in, depending on what you're into, I suppose. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, wait, okay. So, some people might be thinking, um, so wait, how big are you? Because they haven't seen what I've seen. And I'm not going to just, like, put this on the blog. Uh, <laughs> I feel like that would be untasteful. Uh, untasteful? Oh. Wouldn't want to be untasteful. On the Man Whore Podcast. Uh, yeah, right. No, I'm just giving you shit. Um, I, I'm similar to a beer bottle? We're drinking beer. So yeah, yeah, it yeah, seemed, yeah. It seemed uh, relevant. Huh. Okay. So and, and in your private dating or sex life, like the ones that people aren't paying for, um, is that something that comes into play or comes into play in what sense? Oh, like, I don't know. Like, is a girl ever like, do you ever do that as part of like sex or anything with with another woman? Oh, like, like privately. Autophilatio. Yeah. 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 Some some women love it. It's I mean, it's a novelty, certainly. Right. So. Like I said, it's it's more of a sort of fun trick. Like, hey, want to see something crazy? <laughs> um, and she's like, "What are you gonna do?" Yeah, As she slowly reaches for her bag. <laughs> right. She's like, "Is this? T- do I need to run?" Is <laughs> if she's reaching her for her bag, it's not not going well as a date. Yeah. Um, no, I. Yeah, it's it's a part of. It just depends on what people are into. Okay. Um, it's again, it's not really the kind of thing that would be like something you regularly integrate into your sex life. Yeah. It's more of like a fun odd, oddity, yeah. fun curiosity. Okay. So, um, you know, let's, let's, let's kind of end with, with a little more on a more personal note. Uh, what, what is <laughs> a what, more personal note, even more than all <laughs> Well, what's your, your regular dating and sex, sex life like? And I know obviously you, you said that you have less clients now than like in say in grad school, yeah. but you know, what, what's the dating sex life like now? Do they know is, do you not really date seriously? Like what's your, what's your bag these days? Yeah. My, I mean, I've been in New York for, it'll be two years in June and it's been, um, you know, I've, I've, my ex and I broke up sort of right after I moved here. <clears throat> and so I've pretty much been single the time that I've been in New York. Um, I've dated a lot of really amazing people since I've been here in various different ways and capacities and lengths. So, uh, um, oh, you're sounding, you're sounding like me. Very, very good political answer. I'm like, no, well, I, you know, I've got partners and lovers who are very good to me in various forms and fashions. And, you know, they serve specific purposes, depending on what the connection and chemistry <laughs> is with that particular individual. Uh, and they're just trying to be like, are you single? <laughs> so mic drop. Um, <laughs> yeah, that sums it up remarkably well. Right. I, I mean, look, I, I never, I never really search out one particular thing. I just kind of see what, see what happens. Sure. Um, and I mean, the last relationship I was in, like started out very, I was escorting at the time and she knew about it and it started out very casual. And then we ended up falling in love and I stopped doing it. And okay. we were very serious for like two years, but would still go to sex clubs and stuff together. So I would say there's been a whole or not sex clubs, but sex parties. Um, yeah, there's a whole spectrum of things. Um, I don't know. I feel like, New York is and online dating is dangerous because it does make it so easy to kind of constantly be searching for something new and 
shiny looking yeah exactly like new new connection new experience new something different um you know i think i've I've tried most things under the sun but um there's i guess new people can be an addiction in and of itself to some degree and that can be good and bad because you meet new people and that's exciting and you can make connections that you didn't expect to um, but also it can get in the way of having something become deeper or more established or more comfortable. Um, so I, yeah, I think there's, I'm kind of, I mean, I'm in a weird place in life if I'm sort of starting up my own company and doing this on the side to pay the bills and dating a lot of different people with various degrees of seriousness and, um, and that's kind of been the case for the last year, at least year and a half, really. Um, and I don't know. There, are, there are a few people who, a few women who I had, sort of ongoing relationships, non-monogamous relationships right. with, who, you know, I regret not having it become more serious than it did. Um, I don't know whether that was just because of where my head was at the time, or or what, but that's probably the, I don't know. I, I don't generally regret things in life, but I think that that's, that's the part of New York that I haven't figured out yet is how to live somewhere with like all of these possibilities around you and be happy and content with what you have. It's a great city for sex. It's a terrible city for dating. Well said. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. I know. I think New York is is a discontented city. It's what makes it great. Frankly, I blame that... the MTA. I mean, I feel like if, <laughs> if that shit was cheaper and more efficient, uh, it would be way happier city. <laughs> that might be true. I I mean more broadly though. I mean yeah. I mean that like everyone here is striving for something else. Like nobody is happy with what they have. Um, I mean I'm from the South originally, and there's much more of a kind of culture of. <laughs> happiness and contentment of oh you know i've got this is really good new york is not a place of that mm. in my mind it's it's a place where even if things are really fucking good like you're still searching for something better and different and like bigger or whatever it might be um and i think that that's a kind of it's just in the nature of the place. Like mm-hmm. everyone's coming from all sorts of different places, and there's all these. We came here to get better. Yeah, we, exactly. This like, is the better. This is nobody, the better. It's not home. It's it's like I mean, it, kind of, it is home in some ways, but it's it's really a place where you go to find something more. Yeah. So I feel you. Know. <laughs> no, no. It's Sorry. No. Heavy. No, I'm all about heavy, man. We've had we've had people cry on this show. This can get heavy, shit. Um, yeah, I don't cry very often, but that's cool. I you cry. never know. It's fine. I cry Keep all the pushing. time. I'll, dude, I will cry enough for you, me, and anyone else you want to bring oh, in here. Good, good. Just put on any movie with Tom Hanks, and I'll cry. That's that's gonna happen. Doesn't even have to have Tom Hanks. It just has to be a movie. Really, that's not a comedy. And We're bringing Tom Hanks. Then you'll really cry. I'm like, oh my god, it's Tom, <laughs> it's guys. Tom Hanks. Well, really, it's just Colin Hanks. He's just doing an impression of Tom Hanks because that's the closest we could get. But you know, he was available. Close enough. It's radio, so who cares? Yeah, they don't know. Fuck them. I don't know. But I no, don't fuck you. I love you guys. You guys are great. Um, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Tom Hanks. <laughs> um, yeah, man. No, dating here is is definitely rough. Uh, I mean, I have, like, plenty of sex partners, but no one who will, like, 
no one who will love me back. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's rough. I just think that it's. I mean, if having a lot of it is rough, then I guess that's rough. But I mean, we're we're all spoiled for choice when it comes down to it. I think it's more of a we're a pretty saturated Tinder city. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I I think it's more of a yeah. It's more of a psychological thing, and I do think. Online dating is radically changing the way that we think about sex and relationships. And and our generation is the first one that really has to deal with that. Yeah. And it's something totally new. I mean, it's like essential to human nature and human procreation. And um, we've kind of in like five to ten years utterly changed the way that we mate with each other. So that's big yeah um, and i feel like it's going to take a lot of time to sort through that because it's not clear what it means yeah i mean it used to be that like if you met someone on online like on an okay cupid people were like let's just tell them we met at a bookstore and now it's like if you meet now it's fine if you meet an okay cupid but if you meet on tinder you'd be like let's just tell them we met on okay cupid <laughs> <laughs> another write. another two months from now it'll be you're gonna write that down yeah I gotta write that's that a down. good one <laughs> yeah sorry yeah <laughs> i was like don't lose that um yeah man i don't know but but you're you're feeling so you're not you're feeling like fairly content yeah in a city no, of discontent in a city of discontent i feel pretty content i mean i'm doing what i love um in my day job and the the night job's the not night, too bad the either. Night job's man. not too bad. <laughs> the night too job's bad not either. too bad either. Um, yeah, I'm not going to pretend that I don't enjoy the thrill of it, and the I certainly don't mind the money. Um, you know, it's it's like a form of uh, angel uh, angel investment. Right. <laughs> well, uh, if if any ladies are out there, so you you do travel if if they're paying for the expenses anywhere in um, the world. Anywhere in the world. Um, is is there a city like or place that you like? What's the one place you still haven't gotten to go, and you really hope you get a client from there? Oh, um, Just in case they're listening, Barcelona, Barcelona, New Orleans. Uh, I got listeners in New Orleans, San Francisco. You've never been to San Francisco? No, no, I've been to every state except oh. for Alaska. I okay. just mean I in terms just... of places that I would love to go. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> well, you Barcelona, can't... I haven't been to and would love to go to. Rio is another one. Um, <laughs> So okay, well, so if, if ladies would like to uh, <laughs> hire you, if they would like to take a look, uh, and 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 then take a look at their bank account and, and do some considerations. <laughs> if they want to treat them themselves because they've been a good girl this year, um, they can find you at meetlukejackson.com. You got it. That's Luke L U K E Jackson.com. Um, is there an email address or is this all on the site or it's all there? All there, uh, ladies. Uh, Luke Jackson, and you can find some some lovely photos of him <laughs> and certain parts of him there as well. Uh, Luke, from from one man whore to the more professional man whore, uh, thank you very much for talking to us. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> wow, what a cool episode, right, guys? Oh man, so much fun. Uh, Luke was great, and ladies. Ladies, treat yourself, girl. Okay, if you've been saving up, take a look at the bankroll. Or maybe you don't have to. Maybe you can just afford shit like this. Um, if you're interested in meeting Luke Jackson for, a, uh, for an appointment, 
can go over to meetlukejackson.com. And over there, you will find where you can contact him, <clears throat> how to email him, and you can find out talk rates and dates and things like that. Um, experience it for yourself, ladies. And do, please, uh, make sure that if you do, contact him to let him know that the man whore sent you. The, the free man whore, because it's a free podcast. Uh, his, he's not free. He's the, he's the expensive man whore. But, uh, yeah. Great episode, guys. Um, as usual, I'm here every Wednesday, <clears throat> whatever day that you like to listen to podcasts, because uh, it's downloadable. You can, it's a great thing. The agency of the internet you can listen whenever the fuck you want. Uh, but I am here every week giving you uh, a great episode uh, with the ladies I've hooked up with and other fun sexual people. Next week, guys and people, one year anniversary. Cannot wait to, to talk about it with you. Make sure you are subscribed on iTunes or any podcast app you like. Uh, check out the website, manwhorepod.com. Be sure you're following me on Twitter at TheBillyPresida. And use the hashtag ManHorrorPodcast if you want to give a shout-out. If you want to say something a little bit more privately, uh, email your comments, your questions, or your booby pictures to ManHorrorPod at gmail.com. Excuse me, uh, I'm, I'm going to watch either the Lego Movie or Citizen 4. have not decided which yet. I'm going to get some chicken and I'm going to do that. So until next week, everybody, stay slutty. <laughs>